Grace, mercy, and peace be multiplied unto you from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. The gospel lesson or part of it from Matthew chapter 5. In the name of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ, fellow redeemed, what color of light do you like? Now, if we were still in the Christmas season, I might hear a lot of greens and reds or whites or blues. But what color of white do you like best? If you go to Home Depot or, or Lowe's, you might say the daylight or soft white or bright white. Or do you like fluorescent or incandescent? Not all lights look the same. Fluorescent lights tend to be a little harsher and LEDs look a little bluish. And some lights you can't even, some bulbs you can't even get legally anymore because the government says that they're not efficient enough. I hope God doesn't run an efficiency test on us. That thought occurred to me again when I read that in our gospel lesson today, the words of Jesus to his disciples, you are the light of the world. How much light have we shined lately? compared to the energy that God has invested to us. While the question may cause us all, including me, to squirm a little, God's word today is really good news for us. It doesn't say that we should be light, or we must shine brighter, or God will replace us. It helps us to see who we are as we follow Jesus also brightens up the world. Jesus had described how blessed are those who have faith in him. And now he talks how bright we are. And when God created the world, this first commandment was, let there be light. And three days later, he created the sun, the moon, the stars to provide the light by day and by night. God is turning the lights on anew in Jesus. The sun and, and the moon are still doing their jobs. It was wonderful last night after the service. I went out and, and that bright moon was shining in the clear sky, remembering about his light. But there's a job that they cannot do. When a person is going the wrong way in his life, we say to about her or him, I hope they will see the light. They might be in the darkness in the middle of the day. Or if a room is dark, there are several ways into which we bring that light into that room. We can open the shades or the curtains if it's daylight out. Or we can flip a switch and let the electricity light the room. Or in a storm, we can light a candle, letting the match do the job or we can carry a flashlight or a lantern. But there is only one place or one way to pierce the darkness of sin and unbelief. God turns that light on by bringing us into a relationship with Jesus. Jesus is that light of the world, and that light scatters and shatters the darkness. And when Jesus said to his disciples, follow me, his word turned on the lights for them, and they were changed. And Jesus changes us. 
In baptism, he has taken away that kingdom of darkness, and we are made the followers of Jesus who, who are the light of the world, who is the light of the world. Paul tells the congregation in Ephesus, for at one time you were in darkness, but now you are the light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. But light can be painful. Maybe you've been awakened from dead sleep by someone turning on the light. It hurts, turn it off, we might say. But how many of those reacted to Jesus when they heard him speak about how sin loves darkness? Do you know how many crimes committed in, in darkness? It doesn't happen in broad daylight, but at night or in the shadows. The mayor of Indianapolis some time ago, a few years ago, part of his platform was to put an anti crime platform into the city, and he installed or had the city install 4,000 new streetlights to push down the crime out of the neighborhoods. As good as that plan may be, Jesus had a different plan to drive out darkness. Remarkably, to turn on the lights for us meant that Jesus, that Jesus, that light of the world would be snuffed out like a candle. He came to his own, John says, but his own received him not. And the powers of, dark, of this dark world sought to snuff him out. On Good Friday, it looked as though they had succeeded with their plan. His lifeless body was laid into the tomb, that cold, dark tomb. And there was no windows in that tomb, for the eyes of the dead cannot see light. But in the bright light of Easter, Jesus threw open those doors of the grave and death. He opened wide the doors and the windows of our graves, promising that we will live even though we die. We will dwell with him in eternal light forever. But forever may be a long time from now. And forever is not the focus for Jesus on this particular day. Light living means living now in the light of Jesus. Light living means living out on what we really are, forgiven children of God. And our light or our lives are designed to have a tremendous impact in the world. And that's what it is right here at Ascension in our little piece of the world. We can have an impact if we are the lights that God wants us to be. There was a book entitled Seven Men, and it identified men who had a remarkable impact on the world. One of them was George Washington, the other one was Jackie Robinson, and I know a number of others It was in the book. The common inspiration for all of them is not often told. They did what, what they did. It was because of their faith in Jesus. Faith changes lives, and it changed their world. Followers of Jesus do not believe differently than others, but not just differently than others, but we live differently. Truth is that we cannot distinguish from unbelievers. If we can't distinguish between unbelievers, or either they're becoming more like us, 
or we're behaving more like them. It's the latter. There's much wrong with us and them. So let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works, Jesus says. Following Jesus is more than just a personal enlightenment with him. Shades in a window are good for privacy, but don't draw down the shades of your faith as you live throughout the week. A covered lamp is a waste of light, and so is a concealed faith. After all, you are the light of the world. That's a blessing, and it's a responsibility. Following Jesus is not just for our personal benefit. It calls us to be a hope to the world. It's easy for us to find fault with society. Yeah, I turned that TV on, and I said, I should turn it off. I'm depressed. But you know, it's a common complaint to all of us. It goes from bad to worse, and evil seems to be spreading everywhere. And you know, Jesus no doubt could see that in his time. But instead of hand-wringing and complaining, Jesus one by one brought people out of darkness into light. And then one, the ones that he brought into the light of the world, he sent to make holes in that darkness wherever they went. God's people are God's force in the world, a force to be reckoned with. I don't know how many of you have flown an airplane at night, but it's wonderful as you're as you're riding there in the plane, and then you see all the lights down, city upon city upon city, and from one, from one mile to, to another, it identifies the town or the home and so on. Beautiful. As such is God's plan is calling for us to follow him. Our God says, let your light shine where my people live. And Peter says it as well. Keep your conduct honorable so that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may see your good deeds and glorify your God in heaven in a day of visitation. Today we see all kinds of light. We see it in food and drink with less calories. But light living, as Jesus described, is not about less but about more. For those who are in Christ Jesus, there is more joy, more power, more hope, more purpose in, for living. And that word that's brought light to you and to me is also the light that enables us to bring light to the world. That's why we exist as a congregation. The electricity, which we take so much for granted, causes light to shine is invisible until it stirs up the electrons and the particles that are otherwise invisible. Faith is invisible to people until it brings light by stirring up the Christian's love of God and our neighbor. Faith that saves also energizes. When I was in the parish, and sometimes, of course, my mood wasn't always good, but when I got down, I went back to the book of Acts. I don't know how many times in my pastor career I read the book of Acts, but boy, when I saw the action, what the God's people after the Pentecost did, it really motivated me, again, to do what a pastor should do, is to equip his people. And how does our light shine? 
not through hor or heroic acts or feat of superhuman strength, not through the brilliant insights or miraculous powers, but by following Jesus, living like he did. Jesus came, as our gospel lesson today said, to fulfill the law, which is, shows a concrete love for other people. And though we do not, or though we do it imperfectly, loving our God and our neighbor makes our faith visible. Most would consider a mission trip to Haiti to build a, a school is a good work. And so is doing the things around here, whether it be our neighbor's walk or taking the children to church or having devotions with them or holding your temper or not lying, forgiving confessing our sins, and asking forgiveness instead of blaming or excusing. This shares the light is given to you. And the light of, of the Christ shines in the ordinary life of a Christian. We are not called to live in an ordinary way. Because of the Holy Spirit, God is moving us, and Christ is dwelling in us. Christians can be extraordinary husbands and wives, parents, remarkable neighbors and employees, powerful citizens and friends. The disciples were also often dim in reflecting the love of Jesus, and so are we. Thank God he is patient, and he doesn't quickly discard us when we fail, but he leads us to repentance, to renounce the ways of sin and darkness, to be forgiven for the sake of Jesus' death on the cross, and to strive anew to follow him. And when we love God as, when we love as God loves, people will take notice. Yes, that may well lead others to see that light of hope in that tunnel of darkness. That light of Jesus should be given that we have and we should be happy to give him the credit. We can do no good apart from him. Light balls come in different shapes and sizes. Christians do too. Whatever your shape or color, because of Jesus, you are the light of the world and will dwell in that eternal light. May someone this week, or perhaps today, See the light of Jesus in your light living.